Welcome to Small Business Accelerator, the podcast where we help small businesses create more new opportunities and win more new business. Today's topic is new opportunity process buckets. Join our host, Blair Carey, founder of Inside Zero, and David Wench, founder of Epic Sales Management Solutions, as they explore the five new opportunity process buckets in the Epic Sales Management Solutions three-part formula to a healthy sales pipeline. Well, hey, great to see you again, Blair. And you too, man. How have you been? Hey, hey you know, we just uh, continue to move along and keep moving. It's all going well. The uh, uh, I am excited today to, to share my concept of the five new opportunity process buckets. You know, we've We've covered three of the foundational elements around get the culture right, get the targeting right, get the messaging right. Uh, so I guess before we get going here, any questions or comments that you have on uh, the topic of these five new opportunity process buckets? I think, uh, I, you know, and I love what we're going to talk about here today. I think the thing that is the most interesting thing for a small business owners is that it can be somewhat overwhelming. Right. When we start talking about putting all these processes in place and putting things together and putting and getting things moving, it can be absolutely overwhelming to say, well, where do I start and how do I start? Literally, all I want to do is sell more floor tiles or sell more software services or or put in more uh, engineering plants or architecture firms, et cetera, et cetera, architecture plans. Realistically, what, I, what, what we want to do is we want to sort of debunk those myths and say, hey, man, you don't need to do that. Here's a process. So I'm hoping that by the end of today's call, the end of today's session, we'll have a roadmap that people will be able to follow. I, I can't agree with you more. Trying to figure out how we simplify all this stuff is uh, is the answer. And, uh, and and as we continue to move forward, um, how do we take the complication out of it and make it simple? Uh, I think that's a a really good point. So, well. Um, should we, I guess, uh, maybe share with our listeners and viewers what the heck we're talking about when we Absolutely. talk about new opportunity process? Uh, Absolutely. Buckets. Let's do it. So, existing client customer success is the first one on the list, followed by intentional networking and referrals, followed by multi touch, multi channel targeted sales outreach, speaking about thought leadership, and then leveraging an inbound marketing engine. And, and, and Blair, I guess, you know, what I believe is there's a long list of quote unquote prospecting activities, lead gen activities, whatever you want to call them. But I believe for a small business owner, they can all get put into five buckets. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think this ends up being a way that we can help direct and manage our sales people to spend the right amount of time in the right place looking for new business. Um, the, uh, and, you know, one of my other concepts on this area is, is the fact that, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know, have some diversity with respect to that. You probably want to focus on three or four of them. You probably don't want any one of them to be more than 50 cent, 50% 50 of the, of, of your targeted new opportunity leads. Um, fair. That's fair. The, uh, I guess, it, feedback, question, comments on that. No, I, I I agree with you. I think I think too often small business owners are relying on one or two processes. I know I'm as guilty of it as anybody else, um, uh, and uh, they they forget to keep the other parts of the engine moving. 
Um, we're so busy running around dealing with uh, dealing with our dealing with our clients and helping and how we're serving our clients, uh, acquiring new clients, uh, and you know dealing with the day to days of you know accounting and HR and legal and all that kind of stuff. We if we're not if we're not actively prospecting every single day, then we're making we're making our, ourselves a mistake and choosing which one of these five buckets are or review five or two or three is probably the best way for us to go about doing that. Yeah. So, of course, now when it, when the business owner is putting on his or her sales manager hat, mm -hmm. this whole concept of building a healthy sales pipeline, creating more new opportunities, there is no more important place, in my opinion, than here to align sales activities and marketing activities. They, this is this is the critical juncture point if you want to get the most out of everything. Does that sound fair? Yeah, I agree with you 100%, absolutely. So so the question is, where does one start? Um, and, and you and I have talked about it before. You know, a lot of times I, I put people into a, a, a couple scenarios. Uh, scenario one, I refer to as the stuck on a plateau uh, um, is the stuck on a plateau one and wouldn't you know it the building wants to make some announcements right in the middle of our podcast that just <laughs> is not fair the uh I'm gonna, have to like talk to, I'm gonna have to talk to eric about this this is real world situations huh exactly um, anyway but um the uh one of the scenarios has to do with uh you know being stuck on a plateau and and whether it's stuck on a plateau or they just are trying to do more from wherever they're at, that would be one. Right. And the yep. other one, the other scenario I look at is kind of the startup mentality, whether that's starting up a new company, starting up a new product or starting up a new market. I think each of those could be looked at, I mean, a little bit differently as we go. Does um, thoughts or comments there, Blair? No, I, I agree with you. I mean, uh, the, the, it, whether if you're stuck on a plateau, basically what you're saying is, is that I'm either happy there or I need to make some changes in order to go there, in order to go to the next level. And this is no different than what happens, you know, when when I was a high performance athlete or when I was coaching high performance athletes, we would I would expect that sometime in February or March, my team would hit some kind of training plateau. Right. Right. And the only way for me to shake them up would be to actually do something that would totally change their mindset and regimen so that they could actually start achieving significantly greater gains than they, they would in the pre previous period. And so we're just talking about the exact same thing, right? right? Whether you're a startup, meaning you've only been in business for less than two years, or you're been in business for 15 years, you've been operating in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and are thinking about going to a little bit south. Maybe there's a good product market fit for you in uh, in Waco or in Texarkana, or who knows, maybe someplace in New Mexico might be a good fit for what you're working on. Um, and you're just not sure how to go there, where to get there, what the what the methodology and approach is. Right. So um, so let's let's go with the stuck on a plateau and stuck on a plateau and wanting to break through the plateau. Because if you're stuck on a plateau and happy there, then good you're, for you. You're not, then you're not on a plateau. My you, you're not stuck you're, on a you're plateau. Exactly. You're, you're, you're happy on a plateau. Exactly. Um, so, so, so the stuck on the plateau and, and you and I have discussed this before. Well, to me, 
the first place to start is taking a review and understanding where you're at with all your existing clients. Bucket number one is your first priority because if there's if there is a way to to you know you know get you know uh, get more juice out of the squeeze, doing it at the customer success existing client level is the first place to go. And having, 100%. building a playbook or a toolkit around that. Uh, and, uh, and and we're going to have follow-on discussions about that. But I, again, I recommend making sure you've done that. Anything you'd like to share with our audience at this time on that one? Well, I, I agree with that, but also just to extend it one step further, like, is there something that you can provide to your existing clients that they that the market is looking for that you can actually use as an add-on to what your extension, what your ex extension right. is? that's the question right that's a that's a good way to that's a good way to grow and add more value a lot of people what they try to do is they try to segment their customer base into a b and c clients a clients being the most valuable clients b clients being the most sort of uh, uh potential potential for growth to into a clients and then c clients are the people that you know order from you five months ago but haven't ordered from you uh, 12 months before that and you're not really going to do a lot of work with them and they're not they're, I have a different view in that you need to think about it. What is the potential to grow a specific account? That's how you need to think yeah. about it. If you're getting the maximum from your client and they're your A client, that's great. They're your A client, but guess what? You're not getting any more business from them. Right. But, 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 but I guess that, but the thought is, you know, you know, in applying the 80, 20 rule to your clients is to take a look at that 20% of, okay, can you get more out of them is, is, right. is the first step. And then the second one is, you know, if we do take the ABC concept, go, if I'm looking at my B clients, which one of those do I want to try to turn into an A client? And then right, anyway, exactly. Right. Or and which so ones a, have the, the psychographics and, or the demographics that look right. like your A clients, right. right? So, right. So, so that's, that's, in my opinion, if you, if you're stuck on a plateau, the first thing you want to do is, can you get some low hanging fruit by capturing more new opportunities from your existing clients um and yeah. and whether that's upsell cross sell just better sell what or you know uh and 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 uh and it's probably cross sell upsell with respect to your a clients the b clients is just is really just trying to move them forward and, and working them harder the the ones that fit that a pro could fit that a profile so so that's right. bucket right. number one I think the priority is there. Um, the uh, so so you're stuck on a plateau. Where do you go next in your mind? Well, and next is 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 you try as as you said. I for me, if I was stuck in a plateau, um, I would I would try I would try to encourage and create intentional referrals, right? I right. try to I would I would I would spend a certain percentage of my time <laughs> working on the inter intentional networking and referral business. I would need to, and that means you need to understand what your offering is going to be to the people that are going to potentially be refers to you. Right. And those could be existing clients. Those could be partners. Those could be colleagues like you and I are colleagues, Dave. If I, if I have clients that are a good fit for you, I'm sending them to you. I'm not sending them to anybody else, right? right. If you have people who know that work within what we do, you're, you're going to send them to me. It, it, of course, in and I agree with you. I believe the intentional networking referral is priority number two, um, and and 
from way I look at it, I, I believe there's two flavors of intentional networking. One is trying to understand who your strategic centers of influence are and working those. And the other is, is actually taking your regular prospecting, but just adding in, you know, who is the second connection and go seek introductions. And, and so, you know, I have a process I call link networking, which is really all about developing a prospect list of second connections and reaching out to first connections and working on that relationship and then seeking the introduction um, mm -hmm. and, and building. And, and, and how long should that process take, David? The, you know, you know, those are first connections along the way. One of the things, one of the things I like about that process is it, it is okay to be primary email there. You, mm -hmm. you, you only, I only invest one or two phone calls max in that process. Mm -hmm. I rely on the connection strength to, to allow email to work. And again, my process there is I'm trying to solidify that relationship with the first connection to help provide, you know, introductions going forward. Well, I just have to give an example. Go ahead. I'll give you a good example. I, uh, 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 someone that I'm connected with on LinkedIn have been connected with her for quite a while. Um, had some kind of anniversary or something that was going on within her organization, uh, some kind of what I forget what it was, and I hadn't spoken to her literally probably in five or six years. Um, the first time that we were talking was when I was part of a leader leadership of an organization. I was looking to right. to bring them in, and she was sort of my sales contact at the time. She moved on, I've moved on, blah blah blah, and I just like I literally saw the note on LinkedIn. I clicked it the thing on my phone, and I said. Hey, we haven't talked in a long time. Looks like you're doing great. If there's anything I can do, by all means, just reach out to me. And it was a video and she got the video and it got delivered. Now she hasn't got back to me, but guess what? That's what I call that personal, personal touch. Right. Right. Yeah. You're doing the exact same thing just with email. Yeah. So, but, but again, one of my things that I'm trying to do is be intentional about it. Cause I'm reaching out to people that I know are connected to my prospects and that's sure. that or that they are a strategic center of influence, which I've qualified in a different area because of, you know, um, basically common customer sets and things of that sort. So, so sure. again, so, so our recommendation to the business owners that are stuck on a plateau is go work your existing clients, go work an intentional networking slash referral program to, and so what we're really leveraging people we know to mm -hmm. grow more business uh, right. in today's noisy world, whether, that's the whether best. It's a, exactly, whether it's existing customers or people right. who are connected to potential customers, that's what now, you're talking about. So now, and this the you you and I may not agree on this next priority, but that's good. Oh. That's what helps make the world go around. So, what, what would you say if you're a small business owner? And of course, everybody's going to have different situations. You, mm -hmm. You've you've built your toolkit and play kit or playbook and you got your salespeople working an, a, a good existing client process. You've got them working a good intentional networking referral process. What's the next one of these buckets you would turn your efforts to as a small business owner? For me, okay, as a small business owner, right? Understanding where my market, where my prospects live and how they operate, right? I would look at an inbound marketing engine. 
Well, then we do not disagree. I agree with you hundred percent. Now, why, again, share with me a little bit more on your thoughts there. Well, look, first of all, um, <laughs> if you've done the work and you've got existing customers to either expand the scope of your offer uh, of their, of their, of their purchases or offering to you, uh, been intentional in, in connecting with new prospects that are related to them or look like them or whatever the case is, You've built the content that you need so you can create the social proof to drive forward who you are and what you're about. Right. Before we get to this multi-touch, multi-channel, targeted sales outreach approach, we need social proof as one of our main weapons. Right. Right. And that comes in the form of messaging and that comes in the form of case studies and that comes in the form of uh, battle cards and all these kinds of things that we need in order to be really effective in that outreach process. Well, guess what? You need to build that for the inbound marketing engine. Anyways, you've already started building that content base. Why not put it in the inbound marketing engine? Now, by the way, yep. you're not going to get anything from the inbound marketing engine for three to four months or more. You see, the other thing I would have to say about this is the first two buckets as a business owner, I have focused my salespeople on sales activity. So now who am I working with to work on my marketing resources? See, now the beauty, I've, I can divide and conquer. Now we wanna connect, we wanna make sure the messaging's right, it's all aligned and that, that we're supporting each other, but you can use different resources to build your inbound marketing engine uh, along the way. Now, Correct. of course, as as you know, uh, for that business owner that's saying, where do I go? What do I do? Um, you know, I've tried hiring marketing consultants. It hasn't worked in the past. You know, I mean, one of my recommendations is go spend some time with Donald Miller and his building a story brand and marketing sure. made simple and, and, and bring those concepts and principles to your marketing people, your marketing consultant, and be engaged in the process. Just like, you know, we, we talk about, we want the business owner to own the targeting list or, you know, or to, to own the process of the targeting list and own the process of the sales messaging. It's the same in the inbound marketing. Own it. You've got a marketing consultant that'll help you and advise you. But um, again, I, I think what Donald Miller brings in building a story brand and in marketing made simple make a lot of sense. I also plus happen the, to plus, be plus, plus the plus the other thing. Plus the other thing. I know you're going to give yourself a shameless plug there, David. Sorry, you can shameless plug yourself in just a second. No, that's um, a, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I think the other thing that w is the inbound marketing engine is the one thing that you, as the business leader, can detach yourself from your one or two people that are working in your sales team. They're not gonna be part of the inbound right. marketing engine. You can teach them, train them how to expand accounts and how to do intentional marketing and you can manage it and you can monitor it and you can coach on it. But ultimately that work needs to be done by them. Yep. It can't just be done by you. Right. Right. Yeah. And the inbound, mar but the inbound marketing engine that comes from you. That's the leadership tone from the top type discussions that need to happen it, in order for you to move to the it, next thing. And, and, and you can leverage a different set of resources from a marketing perspective than these outbound sales hunters uh, or, or, you know, these people that are out creating new opportunities. So I, I, I believe those, those are the first three. 
And, and mm -hmm. yes, I, I was going to add, you know, once you've done Donald Miller and done story brand and marketing made simple, and you're looking for a tool to do it with, you know, for a small business owner, I think HubSpot is as good a tool to use. And I'll be happy to talk to anybody about that. But that's besides the point. But, but, but again, I think getting started, those become the first three. And then, mm -hmm. as then what it amounts to is, when you're comfortable, you, your salespeople are doing everything they can as far as existing clients and intentional networking. Now we can layer on the multi-touch, multi-channel targeted sales outreach. Correct. We can hire somebody like you to do it. Mm -hmm. we, we can build a sales development rep organization. We mm -hmm. can initially have some of our salespeople spend an hour and a half to three hours and hours a day doing it, whatever yep. that, how, right. there's multiple whatever ways that makes to sense. do that. 100%. But now, now is the time to start getting your salespeople focused on trying to figure out how to turn a, a good list. And you know, you, you leverage right. the persona information you've gotten from marketing. You le leverage the information you learned from existing clients and intentional networking. But go ahead, you want to say something? No, I'm. I agree with you. But the the the, the, the bigger point is, is that. So, so especially if the, you're a business that's been in business for 10, 5, 10, 15 years and you've reached sort of a saturation point and you're not sure where to go next, going within your own organization is the, is the, is, is the easiest path. But it's also the most difficult because, by the way, you have the most crud built up in those relationships, right? right? And there are, there are many organizations that don't want to disturb the relationship that's paying you 1500 a month or 2000 a month, right. even though your pricing now is five, six, 7,000 a month, because you've not really done the service work that you were supposed to be doing all along that journey. So let me ask you a question, Blair. If a client comes to you to hire you and they have really worked bucket number one, existing clients and bucket number two, intentional networking, and they've worked a bucket on building an inbound marketing engine, how much better of a client are they to you when they come oh, now they're ready so, to go out back. so much so much better so much better they they under they have a significantly better understanding of who what the jobs are to be done of their individual uh, of their in, of the individual personas in there they have an understanding of who the what the account map looks like who the typical buyer is <laughs> who the typical funder is, who the typical blocker and influencers are. They understand everything it's a, if they and it's, do that. See, my, my, my thought is that business owner that has worked with business owner slash sales manager that has worked those salespeople down the existing client, grow, grow new business and existing clients, intentional networking, and then partnered with a marketing consultant or their own marketing person and built a real inbound marketing engine. And, they, and when they've thought through all that process, and they come right. to you, they can help. The, yeah, I think they direct you. I mean, you go to what you do, but they're going to be in, in a much better place to help guide you and lead you to make you be successful for them. Exactly. I I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. Like I, I really, uh, the 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 best the best clients uh, the, and the best business owners that that I've had the opportunity to engage with are those that have done exactly what you said. Right. They've, you know, it could be a startup that's landed its first five or 10 clients. Okay. okay? Right. They, have, they have an understanding as to who their market is and what the pains are and what they're trying to solve. Right. They've built the, they've built the inbound marketing engine and it's starting to work, but they need to go faster. 
it, it, I right. guess the, the issue is when they put it out on the front end and haven't done the work ahead of time, and then they want results right away, I think it's a problem. Well, I, I think that I think it's about managing expectations right. better, right? Yeah. Like and 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 one of the things that we've seen is as outbound outreach efforts have like quintupled over the last 24 months, right? Right. Um, prospects are are tired of the noise, right? right? Like uh, I remember one VP of sales told me I get 40 of these calls a day, right? Right. Like yep. Yep. Nope. And and, 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 and and if someone's getting 40 calls a day. How many cold emails are they getting? Yeah, Four thousand, but uh, <laughs> but <anyway>, the uh, <laughs> so and so then th that leaves us speaking about thought leadership, whether that's podcasts, mm -hmm. webinars, events, mm -hmm. public speaking, and to me, that's going back and putting a megaphone on everything we did on the inbound mm -hmm. marketing engine. It helps amplify the previously well, published content. I thought, and it personifies it. Go ahead. I would go even further. I would go even further. What I would say is it is it validates the intentional networking of the existing client work that you're already doing. Right. It says, yeah, I'm working with the top firm. I'm working with the top guys. I'm working with the people that are making the most. And, and a lot of small business owners are afraid when people within their organization decide to step out and actually create their own voice in the public persona because oh my goodness he's my employee why should i have why should someone who's employed by me have a different persona or different right. view than what's the corporate right. view the answer so, is because everybody has a different view and they're your representative and the more right. voices that are out there in the market representing their viewpoint and your organization the better Okay. So when it comes to breaking through the plateau, we're saying, Mr. Business Owner, get your salespeople building a, on, a, on a super playbook for existing, growing existing client business, growing business through intentional networking and referrals. Get to work on your marketing to build an inbound marketing engine. And, and some of that potentially could overlap because you're using different resources. Now you are the common resource, so you got to manage your time in doing that. But but right. it's in that priority. But if you've got the bandwidth to move up bucket number three to do it in parallel with one and two, go for it. I'm not. Yep. You don't have to wait on one and two to execute three right. if you, the business owner, has the bandwidth. But you, I think, yeah, I think it's not a linear process. You can run some of these things in parallel, right? right? But you can get overwhelmed by trying to do all of them at the same time. If you do try I to do them all, say, yes, you're going to get overwhelmed to try to do them all at the same time. I do not recommend that, but be, be smart about where you're going to, you know, put things on top of each other. And, and, and as a business owner, you may need to do them in linear to make it work for you because you may end up by slowing down, you may speed up in the end because each right. one of these has their own things you need to walk through. Um, right. And then we did, we went, came back to multi-touch and then we did speaking and we did this speaking about thought leadership. Now let's, uh, well, did you, do you have anything else you want to say before well, we go I, I, to talk wanna, about wanna, the, talk about the startup mentality? Go ahead. Sure. So I just wanted to just uh, in general, sort of on this whole thought leadership concept, I just wanted to put this out there. Okay. 
And I think I already said this when I said that your other members of your team can be part of the thought leadership process, right? You don't need to lead to be a thought leader. Right. You don't need to be the person who's the face of the podcast or the voice of the podcast to be the thought leader. You don't need to be the person who's always posting on social to be the thought leader or writing the blog post to be the thought leader. I guess that's a good point with respect to this is delegation of resources. I mean, the person managing speak about thought leadership is probably the same person you tapped to manage, build an inbound marketing engine. And and you as the vision, if you're the visionary of the company, you have a lot to say about that thought leadership. You may or may right. not be the mouthpiece. There may be right. somebody else to speak your thoughts, mm-hmm. or it mm-hmm. may be you, but or or maybe multiple people. But yes, you're right. It, you know that stuff can get worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do we want to shift shift over to startups? Sure. I mean, so so the challenge with the startup mentality, the startup organizations, organizations that have been around for a couple of years and it doesn't really matter what kind of business it is you know when we think of startup we're thinking of these sexy software startups or internet of things startups or whatever the heck it is and you know uh, i know a bunch of these kinds of people the challenge that they have is they don't have existing clients right right and so that doesn't that 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 process is totally gone for them right and thinking about intentional networking other than being intentional in terms of getting hooked up by people that their investors hook them up with or having some kind of partnership arrangement or something like that that's also gone that doesn't exist either unless you have a unless you have a a, a, a leader who has some gravitas within a particular community or a particular area of the yeah. industry then that's something completely different well, you know, I, I, I would look at it a little differently because I do think that intentional networking is, is, is the right first step for the, the startup company, startup product, startup market. Now, the thing, you may need to be creative in what that looks like. But I mean, again, I think, you know, can you develop strategic centers of influence, you know, and have an, a group of people that you can be working and going through to get there? Uh, and, and that can, and, and it, for every situation that looks different, but if you've got a nucleus of strategic centers of influence, it's a great source to get some leads, to get some referrals, to get started. Again, link networking works no matter what, but mm-hmm. you do have to build a network that mm-hmm. that's applicable, that fits. You know, you know whether it's people that end up, you know, uh, I mean, but anyway. So, it, but the key there is yes, you have to build a network. And then you've got to work on that messaging and get through. But no, I, I still believe for the startup, intentional networking. Actually, my, my thought on the startup is, unfortunately, the existing clients you know, ends up moving to the end, and you just slide everything up one slot. I mean, that's kind interesting. of interesting. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would, I would actually, I would actually add multi-touch before I would add the inbound and in, the inbound marketing. And the only reason why is because then you can start getting access to voice of customer or voice of prospect type conversations going much faster. You can accelerate, you can have a hundred conversations with, with actual prospects in a relatively short period of time. Right. You cannot necessarily do that with inbound methodologies. I I, I agree with that. I I, I agree. The, uh, 
of course, I, I guess, you know, again, I, if, if I'm a startup, uh, just knowing how long in, in you know, uh, inbound marketing takes, I would want to get on top of that. But, but again, uh, as we said before, those two may be able to be done in parallel because they're different resources. Fair uh, enough. If you and, if, uh, if you're a small business owner and you have the, the 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 resources to allow you to do both of them, then you should. Right. Um, you do. Uh, it doesn't make any difference though. Like the the outbound outreach, multi-touch, multi-channel targeted approach, does need some kind of social proof evidence material right. in order to create in its messaging. Right. Right. And so the chat, the, the challenge is, is that if you don't have that, then what do you do about it? Right. Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. And, 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 and that's where a lot of those founders, investors and, and teams fail is they forget that that's what they need. They don't know what their story is. They have a product or they have an, a, a concept of a product or they built a con product right. and they know that there is a pain in problem, but they don't know. They're, they're making a hypothesis who has the pain and problem. And until you have a hundred, and this is what I say, until you have a hundred sales conversations, the founder is the main salesperson. And after the founder has had a hundred conversation with actual prospects, then they can actually look at hiring people to actually manage their sales process. Right. Okay. Well, very good. Um, I love this thing, by the way, that you say no more than 50% of your new opportunity should come from any one bucket. I love that idea because it, it tells us that we have to be pushing on all the levers all at the same time. Right. Or think about it like in sequence, right? right. Like you, you don't, as, as we said, you don't start uh, multi-touch until you at least have done something on the intentional networking side. Right. If you have existing customers, you can definitely use that in all frames. And, and you know, and and, uh, and and I get your point and your conversation on the uh, uh, on the startup as far as the multi-touch, multi-channel, getting that accelerated. I mean, I and and there's certain things I you may compress certain things along the way, but again, I, I still I would still stand by my. Get your salespeople focused on intentional networking. You know, figure out what marketing resources you have to get started on building inbound. Make sure the sales messaging and marketing messaging is aligned, and then get to work on multi-touch, multi-channel as quickly as possible and start testing stuff. I mean, because right. you're right, that is it is the best test ground you've got for your sales messaging because you can have more conversations faster. I agree with that. I, I certainly right. agree with that. But yeah, all right, exactly. Well. Uh, so, um, from a roadmap perspective, I think what we've laid out here is that if you're an existing business and looking to go into, if you're an existing business, you've been in business for 15 or 20 years and you're looking to take your business into a new area, you're basically a startup right now that you have some value and that you have some existing customers, but people in Dallas don't really relate so well to people in Laredo, Texas. Right. Yep. Or they, they don't relate so well. People in people in Austin don't necessarily relate so well to people in Little Rock. Right. Right. And, and so the question is, is does that make a good a fit? I remember uh, uh, five, six years ago when I was working uh, for a company doing their revenue operations and I was basically running their running. Their, we we started to build a direct sales channel and we built it in a region in, in the state of in the state of Ohio because our best customer 
and strongest advocate was in this was was in was in Cincinnati. So now we were talking to all of the municipalities and regions in Ohio. And I remember one guy said to me, he said, I'm not, I don't have any, he's like, I have 3000 people living here. Yeah, I'm running this, but you know, I don't have any of the problems that Cincinnati has. And that's when the light bulb went on for me and said, Hey, wait a second here, man. You got to like tailor your message so that it makes sense to who you're, right. who it's, yeah. with it's not all going. geography. I mean, there's that right. you sort of things along the way. Uh, any other ahas or takeaways or whatever as far as the concept of these five buckets and 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 really it's really at the point in this step is figuring helping people to determine where am I going to start and where am I going to go and 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 over the next few weeks we'll have some other we're going to dig into each of these buckets one at a time and talk about them in more detail. So, absolutely. absolutely. Anything else? All Brian? right. No, I'm good. I wish you. Hey, uh, I hope you have a a great rest of your week.